Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your first place five in one Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am Sam Marcou, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Colon. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Well, within seconds, you'll hear that I am not doing all that great. Not yeah, good, Bob. You. Yeah, uh, I uh, was diagnosed with flu A yesterday so i have influenza i am uh, on the mend hopefully um off work just sitting at home being sick um stuffed up coughing uh fever you name it a lot of laying down but you know what nothing is gonna hold me down from filming perfectville dude we're seven and one we beat the shitty panthers who i hate we'll get into that we got the eagles coming up national tv i'm gonna do this show regardless uh it's my flu game it's my flu game yeah, you certainly have the flu. You just announced that we were seven and one. I think you have a fever dream into the future, but I like your future. We're five and one going into week seven, Chris, but uh, I like where your head is at. I think I know where your prediction is going to be at the end of this show. Uh, five and one going into Sunday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. Also five and one surprisingly lose to the New York stupid Jets. Uh, they fall from the ranks of the unbeaten. So everyone who's listening to this right now, take a minute. If you're driving, stop, go get a bottle of champagne, pop it open, uh, drink it real quick before you start driving again because you have to drink and celebrate responsibly, of course, because the Miami Dolphins of, of 1972 are still the only team in the town of Perfectville, as you see right here, if you're watching this. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, 5-1. and one. The Philadelphia Eagles, 5-1. and one. It's incredible, Chris, how similar these two teams are. We'll get into that with our preview here. Um, but before then, you are a doctor. You pre prescribe yourself some pills or something to get yourself feeling a little bit better, man. I feel bad for you. Yeah, I'm on the uh, Tamiflu, the uh, pearls that like numb your lungs, and uh, taking the old uh, four-hour ibuprofen, four-hour Tylenol deal to uh, keep that fever down. So, yeah, just uh, kind of fighting through it, man. I got my prescription today. Hopefully uh, – I'm good by Friday. Here's where my mistake was, Sam. We were talking off air about my I got to get better for Friday for Zach's homecoming game. They yes. are seven and one. So uh -huh. that's what I was thinking. It's on the mind. No fever dream here. I'm good to go for the show. Um, just quick mistake. Uh, my son's team is seven and one. So with homecoming game against a rival, pretty, pretty big deal. I'm excited. Yeah, well, uh, you made a mistake, and hopefully the Miami Dolphins don't make any mistakes against the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Um, and there are some teams that made mistakes in the playoffs for baseball, including my stupid Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, but it is a Texas showdown in the postseason, and BetOnline is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info, ladies and gentlemen, with up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for not only the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds, but also they have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through the World Series. Chris, head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And Chris, let's start with the fact that I hate the Philadelphia Eagles with a passion, at least for this week. 
because they are up against our beloved first place, best in the AFC, possibly best in the NFL, Miami Dolphins. Are you ready to get into some good old-fashioned hatred, Chris? Of course, always. All right, well, let's do this. You're uh, you're a little bit on the mend. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the full brunt of this. I'll give two, you give one. We're going to give you three reasons why you, as a citizen of Perfectville, should also be hating the Philadelphia Eagles, especially this week. I'm going to go ahead and go first, Chris. Are you moderately ready? Born moderately ready, yes. <laughs> I want that on my, you know, you talk about being born moderate. I want that on my headstone. Like when I die, I want people to know that I was born moderately ready. All right. Well, let's first and foremost, I hate the fact that these two teams, I hate the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles in particular are so similar to the Miami Dolphins. It makes me sick. I, it's hard to hate a team that's constructed almost identical to the Miami Dolphins, but that's what has to happen here, Chris. When I look at this team, when I look at this Philadelphia Eagles team, I see a quarterback from Alabama. I see two absolutely superstars as wide receivers, including a wide receiver from Alabama. Roll tight. I see a running back room where any of those three or four running backs in the Philadelphia Eagles backfield can go off on any play at any time on any game, very similar to your Miami Dolphins. I see an offensive line that's playing okay, that has some injuries, that has to have some backup step up and uh, in order to for this team to be successful on offense and continue to be successful. On the defensive side of the ball, I see a team that has a really, really good defensive line and a really, really bad defensive backfield. Sound familiar, Chris? This sounds like describing the Miami Dolphins. I mean, that's almost us to a T. This Philadelphia Eagles team constructed very similar to the Miami Dolphins in terms of where their strengths and weaknesses are, including down to the fact that both teams are 5-1, and one, leading their respective divisions. It's crazy, the parallels between these two powerhouses in the NFL. Yeah, the only thing the NFL could wish for this week is that we're both 6-0. and this is yes. the best best case scenario for the NFL, for NBC, for the the league, and for fans everywhere that get to watch this game. It uh, should be a good one. Uh, they have enough pieces that are missing, like you mentioned, that I don't think it's going to be you know a tough game for us like the Bills were. I do think it's a tough environment. There's going to be a lot of drunk fans and things like that, um, as always in night games. Uh, but I think we match up better than we do against the Bills, um, who are just playing with a different context, too. You know, yeah. they hated us and like they were being uh, picked to lose and things like that. So I think we got that out of the way. So we're going to play tougher. But yeah, we match up and have a lot of similarities. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's almost like strength on weakness on both sides of the ball for both offense and defense. What we do well, they do poorly at in terms of defending and vice versa. Also, down to the loss, we both lost to AFC East teams. So it's very similar, these two teams. Uh, it, and you mentioned a tough environment. Yes, Philadelphia has that. <clears throat> vibe to it right but that environment just a caveat to this first level of hate is not as intimidating as you might think over the last three years chris october to october the philadelphia eagles are 15 and 10 at home that is not the home field advantage that you would expect it to be for the philadelphia eagles and their fan bases it's certainly not what miami has down in miami which i think for our last 18 games were 16 and 2 or something along those lines that is a home field advantage i was shocked to see that and to hear that perhaps chris perhaps this home field advantage this this raucous and crazy philadelphia crowd that throws batteries at santa claus and tars and feathers you know bambi uh, isn't going to be the environment we think it is i mean it's going to be loud it's going to play well on tv but perhaps it's not the house of horrors for the miami dolphins that maybe we're thinking it might be walking into it 
No, not especially with the way we run our offense, which isn't a lot of like line checks at the line of scrimmage. It's more like go, go, go. So in that case, like we can actually quiet that crowd pretty quickly um, by striking early and then, uh, you know, hitting some Tyreek over the top or something. And that'll quiet that crowd right away. Um, And then if you're forcing Jalen Hurts to, um, you know, be under pressure and make plays, that's where he makes mistakes. So uh, if he gets uncomfortable, the boo birds come out or they they start getting like a little bit uh, frisky in the crowd. Uh, Our offense fits that kind of uh, dynamic when it comes to the fans because we're not sitting there taking the play clock to one second and check, check, check. Uh, We're going, going, going. So uh, really we're the perfect offense to fit that. Yeah, I do like that fact. I mean, we'll get to what you hate about the Philadelphia Eagles in just a second, but you brought up a great point. If it is loud and you're not having to do a lot of verbal checks and changes of plays at the line of scrimmage, and instead it's more of a an, a, a visual or we already have just all the motion that we're already going to do regardless of what you know they line up on on the defensive side, that is to your advantage because you're not blowing timeouts. You're not bringing it down to the one second where all of a sudden you're rushing a snap or you're rushing a play and you're not completely ready to go and you have all this disarray out there. I think you're right. It is something the Miami Dolphins do have in their back pocket, especially this year. But we talked about something I hated about the Philadelphia Eagles here, Chris. What is something that you hate about this awful, terrible, dastardly Philadelphia Eagles team and franchise? God, there's so many. Um, I I can easily go with the uh, garbage picking, field goal kicking, Philadelphia phenomenon, the Tony Danza piece of shit straight to VHS movie in the 90s. We can talk about Mark Wahlberg as the miracle man. Um, We can talk about Santa Claus, like you said, or these shitty Philly fans. My grandfather is a, a Philadelphia everything fan, so I heard this growing up my whole life, how great this fucking city is, and it's just steel man, hardworking. We got our, each other's backs. Let's talk subs, okay? Let's talk subs. Pat and Geno's, right? The two famous cheesesteaks place across the street from each other. Wit, wit or without? Without cheese, without onions, whatever. All this talk. My cousin Craig, shout out to Craig. Craig. Uh, lives in Maryland now, but grew up in Philly. You know what he tells me? The locals don't even eat there. It's a piece of shit, both of them. They both suck. There's better local joints. Pat and Gino's is a fucking joke. All these fucking famous cheesesteak places that they're known for are complete tourist traps for people that are just visiting. All the Dolphins fans, this weekend, going to this game. If you're going to Philly, check in with a local. Check in on Reddit in Philadelphia or something, the subreddit. Find the actual real places the locals eat. It's not Pat or Gino's. They both suck. So without cheese, with cheese, doesn't matter. They're terrible. Wow. So uh, Chris expanded the view of why we hate the Philadelphia Eagles to why we hate Philadelphia. I, uh, I'm i not going to die on that hill, but I will say this. A word of caution to traveling Miami Dolphins fans, citizens of Perfectville everywhere. If you're going to Philadelphia and you're ordering food, Try not to wear the Miami Dolphins logo in colors, at least until after you get your food. That's just a word of advice from me to you. You're welcome. You get your food at the table, and then you like take off your sweatshirt, and now your Dolphins shirt's on. They're like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'd like somebody to create an AI logo between the Dolphins and the Eagles. I'm envisioning an eagle with, uh, or a a dolphin with eagle wings. I uh, I feel like somebody's going to do that for us. But uh, all right, here's another reason why I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles because they are 
relatively healthy here, Chris, and uh, the Miami Dolphins are not. We've lost Chris Brooks. He's uh, the running back who pounded everybody against the Carolina Pound, uh, Pounders, Panthers last weekend. Uh, 28 yards on a run that I think they're still scraping bodies off the floor, including his own. He is, as Mike McDaniel said, week to week. So he is out. Devon Achan is also out. I think we could use him in this game against yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. He would have been, uh, he would have given me a much more comfortable feeling going into this Sunday night football matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, but he is still out. Uh, Subban Ahmed came back. He is going to be probably one of two backups to Raheem Mostert. The other one, of course, being Jeff Wilson Jr., who is activated. He uh, has no setbacks as of today as we're recording this, so it looks like he will be making his angry running season debut against these Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. Uh, but when I look at this Philadelphia's team, Lane Johnson, bad ankle sprain, against the Jets. He goes out, and all of a sudden the Jets, who also have a formidable pass rush, were able to get to Jalen Hurts, disrupt everything, and really turn this Eagles offense into nothing. Uh, avoided serious injury. Now, I'm not rooting for a serious injury to Lane Johnson, but just looking at this from a strategic standpoint, the Eagles are better if he plays than if he does not. So the fact that they have all of their pieces that we already talked about, plus not even having the issues on the offensive line that the Miami Dolphins have had with Teron Armstead and Connor Williams, possibly, uh, leads me to hate them, Chris. But the injury bug for the Miami Dolphins getting quite big on some level. But on the other hand, Chris, we had some encouraging news about some superstar players for the Miami Dolphins, including Jalen Ramsey at practice today, the 21 day window is now open. Mike McDaniel came out afterwards, Chris, and said that it would not surprise him to see Jalen Ramsey play before the bye week, which means either against the Patriots the week after this or the Chiefs in Germany. What's your take on the injuries for both the Eagles and the Dolphins heading into this game and the news that we got on Jalen Ramsey today? Uh, yeah, he's not human. <laughs> like, unbelievable, man. A meniscus tear. They're, they're saying he's back, you know, November, December, maybe January for a playoff run, and he's looking at coming back before the bye week. That's unbelievable. But from day one... Uh, and I actually use this for example. One of the kids on my son's football team I've coached since he was nine years old tore his meniscus, and he was you know super distraught or whatever. And I sent him Jalen Ramsey's Twitter, and to see how he was attacking the rehab. I'm one and zero. I'm two and zero. I'm three and zero. Like literally day at a time, day at a time. And that's all he talked about. That's all he thought about. He completely ingrained himself into rehab and getting better. And to see his support of the team, always on the sideline, always up on crutches or standing there with people cheering the guys on, making faces, pointing to the sideline, you know, when they're about to score. Uh, I can't wait to get him back. Um, I think it's uh, honestly almost seems unfair that this team is playing this well and our record's this good and we may be getting a, you know, Pro Bowl corner added to our roster. Uh, it just would be great. I just want him to make sure he's healthy and not rush back. I'm sure the training facility and the people are going to make sure that's the case. Uh, but you can't be anything but excited as a Dolphins fan to get Jalen Ramsey back. No, I, and I agree. And I think this Miami Dolphins training staff and coaching staff and front office staff have been very cautious ever since the Tua Tungo-Vailoa concussions last year. It seems like people that could have played have been held out just for that extra level of conservative health, conserved uh, conservative reasons. Um, so if they're coming out and saying, it wouldn't surprise us if he's playing before the bye week and they've already activated this 21-day window. You're absolutely right. Jalen Ramsey is not human. He is an alien, and I'm starting to believe that because he told everybody that he was an alien, and it turns out they may have been right. Uh, Teron Armstead, 
has a glimmer in his eye, according to reports today. He is ready. He's chomping at the bit to get back out on the field. He is on IR, of course. He won't be able to come back for a couple of more games, but he may be activated for this Kansas City Chiefs game in a couple of weeks as well. And Devon Chan, the, the reports are that it's going to be four games and then he's back. So they're getting healthy. They're getting a full complement of players. It's almost like, like you said, it's almost a cheat code. These players are already on our team, but it feels like we're trading for all of these superstars and rookie players that can contribute right away. I think I heard a quote today that Devon Chan, how he conducts himself in the meetings, Chris, he's already like a two or three year player. It's he's not acting like a rookie. He's handling everything like somebody who's been there and done that before, even though he hasn't. It's an incredible culture for the Miami Dolphins right now. But I also hate just a little bit of extra hate. I hate the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to wear their throwback Kelly Green uniforms, which I think are some of the best uniforms in the league. And the Miami Dolphins are not going to be using the throwback like you see on my chair, on my chest, but they're going to be using what you have on your hat right there, the new logo. I don't hate the new logo. I like the new logo, but this was an opportunity to showcase two of the best throwback uniforms of all time on Sunday night football, primetime TV. Everyone's going to be watching this game in America. And I think we dropped the ball. Maybe that's something I hate about the dolphins, Chris, but I hate the Eagles this week. So I'm going to blame them. Yeah. Blame them. Um, Harry Roseman or whoever the hell Seriano, their coach will blame them, uh, blame their stupid fans. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Um, oh, I can't wait to get just shit on my Philly fans. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, totally dropped the ball. We could be in our throwbacks too. It looks so sweet. Um, but we're not. So it looks like we are against the Patriots. I think, um, we so next week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week, I totally dropped the ball on that, but whatever. Uh, Garfinkel's a good guy, a, f- a fan of the show, but there's been some decisions on those throwbacks that have been kind of, kind of off because we look so goddamn good at them and we're doing well. So yeah. I'd like to do combine both because that's always it's- the best. It's insane how many emails I get from the Miami Dolphins official store before and after every game and then like five times during the week. They know that a sucker is about to leave his money in their wallet because uh, we're winning so much that there's just so much demand for stuff. But they they could be printing a freaking mint on uh, throwback uniforms this weekend, in my opinion. So, all right there, Chris. There's three things that we hate about the Philadelphia Eagles as we go into the city of brotherly love. Sly Stallone, Rocky Balboa, Tua Tungavailoa, Coming in Sunday night, Sunday night football, NBC, five and one Eagles, five and one Dolphins. We have to get into the drinking game and then we'll do our predictions here. But uh, the drinking game is a hit, Chris. I am, I, we're getting bingos every single week. We know the tropes of NFL broadcast television. Let's get into it. Sunday night football, prime time. How are we drinking? We see these things, we hear these things, these things happen. You take a drink. You guys know the game. What's number one, Chris? What? How do we kick off the bingo card? I mean, where do you start? There's so many for this one. I mean, I'll start with the absolute obvious. When they show Jalen Hurts getting benched for Tua in the national championship game and Tua throwing the game winner to Eagle receiver Devonta Smith, you drink. That's happening. Yeah, there you go. Right along those lines, you see Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith hugging or being in some sort of graphic together at Alabama and there's dual success in the NFL. You take a drink. Um, another good one here. If we see Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, uh, Devonta Smith, Jerry Judy, like when that picture of like all that talent that they had, if they show that picture with the, these guys that were on this team, uh, you drink. Also, if you see Henry Ruggs, get out of the way. All right. Uh, the next one. Next one here. You see 
<clears throat> again, the speed graphic of all the different players for the Miami Dolphins. It's a, it's a, it's an easy one, ladies and gentlemen. But you, you know want to get drunk. See it. That's what we're doing. The top, yeah. If you want to drink, the top five to seven top end speed plays so far this season, and you see Raheem Mostert, and you see Tyreek Hill, and you see Devon Achan, and you see all those Miami Dolphins players, you take a drink. I, I like this because I've seen it on Twitter, so I hope it makes the main broadcast. And this is just me as a fan uh, hoping this happens. But if they show some part of the scene from Ace Ventura with Ace, with the Dolphins and Eagles in the Super Bowl punching Polly the Eagle, because he calls him Polly, um, that would be great because that's a phenomenal scene of that movie. Yep, yep. All right, so we're going to go back to something that Chris hated and something that you know you're going to see on this broadcast. So this should almost be a free square. If they show you... The cheesesteak, they hand it to you in the camera, like you are the person getting this cheesecake to the cam, uh, cheesesteak to the cameraman. You take a drink. Also, I'm gonna throw another one out there. They come in and out of the broadcast, showing the Liberty Bell, showing the iconic area of Philadelphia itself. You take a shot. Oh wow! Okay, we're gonna take a shot there. I think they do yes. that like every like commercial break in halftime. So uh, Monday is gonna be a rough one. Um, <laughs> If, uh, let's see. Yeah. They show the steps that Rocky ran up. You drink. Yes. Yes. No, that's a good one. Uh, if they show the combined success of the running backs on each side of the Miami Dolphins and Philadelphia Eagles running back room split screen, here's what they've done. Here's what we've done. You take a drink. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something else. Alabama related. Um, if they show, Man, this is a tough one. That's a good one. Oh, uh, here, I want to see this. I want to see Tua with the, the highlights in his hair. If we see Tua with the blonde highlights, so helmet off at Alabama, you drink. How about they show, it'll probably be post-game, uh, all the players that went to Alabama that are in this game huddling up. So the Raekwon Davises, the Tua Tungavailoas, the Jalen Hurts, all of those folks together doing some sort of prayer circle or just slapping hands and trading jerseys and all that fun stuff. You take a drink. Is that why they're so good in Alabama? They do prayer circles before the game, like that with candles and shit. They've got God on their side. You know those heathens in Florida. They just uh, the Gators. They weren't. They weren't doing it. If you watch the Netflix, they were other than Tebow. Oh, that was a good one. Not a whole lot of them. Yeah, Tebow was the only righteous one, keeping them uh, keeping them protected by the Lord. Look, I don't want to get too far off of what we're doing here because I'm having a good time. But I just watched that, and I'm a big so Florida good. Gators fan. For anybody who you know, full disclosure. So I was looking forward to this. I knew it was going to be up and down. Um, but why does Debo always talk like this? He's just whispering into the camera the whole time. It's all very dramatic. Like I, Florida wasn't even on my list of schools. I was going to go to USC. But then it was a revelation and I prayed on it. And the Gators is where I wanted to go. Why is he talking like that, Chris? Why is he that affected by everything that happened to him? That everything just has to be a low, very whisper, Batman type, Tim Tebow voice. What is that? Why is he doing that? I hate that. I don't know. I uh, that's actually a good question uh, because I watched that entire show. Actually, my wife and I like rewatch started rewatching it. Swamp Kings was uh, yeah. phenomenal, but yeah, Tebow w- was his interviews are very much like monotone and quiet. Maybe it's like a preacher thing. Maybe, maybe he's gotten into uh, as a minister. I don't know. Look, I, I don't know what's going on, but like when you go from him talking like this to Brandon Seiler, who's just like, yeah, we were partying and drinking and everything. It's like the volume. Ben presses the fucking chains, and you're like, I what? couldn't quite keep up with it it's not a show you can watch late at night because you're turning the volume up and down trying to hear tebow or you got to go old man like me and put the captions on but anyway all right back to the bingo card we got a couple more here's one they show the coach of the philadelphia eagles crying you take a drink okay 
I like that. I want to see a flashback of McNabb, Andy Reid era, because they're talking about how good these teams are in the Super Bowls yes. and things like that. If I see Andy Reid in green uh, in the Eagles jersey, big red, then then you drink. How about they show the remaining schedule of either team? Usually they do this towards the end, like third quarter, fourth quarter, right? Here's what they got coming up, their next slate of games. Here's their bye week. If they show the future schedule, the Dolphins and or the Eagles, you take a drink. I got a good one. This one's on NBC. Uh, perennial hater Chris mm-hmm. Sims is uh, going to make a pick here. So if Chris Sims somehow picks the Dolphins to win, you take a shot. Because I don't see that happening at all. That's a challenge. Shout out to Phil Sims and the other brother, Matt Sims, who now have a show here on the Believe Podcast Network. So uh, we're going to have to be nice to Chris before too long, I feel like. <laughs> but uh, but all right, today is not that day. Here's a, today is not that day. They show clips of Mike McDaniel saying weird, funny things at press conferences during the week. You take a drink. I got one because I saw it recently on the Dolphins uh, social. Uh, they zoom in on Mike McDaniel wearing some kind of cool Air Force One shoe. And his yeah. high waters or his ankles are showing, he yes. drink. Yeah, if if uh, Mike McDaniel sprints to the locker room at halftime or coming out of halftime or after the game, you take a drink. Uh, they mentioned the t- uh, Tush Push ah. by name, the nickname, you drink. They, they, they just trademarked a name for it, and I cannot think of what it was. I believe it was uh, it was something good, though. The I, Eagle Snagle? No, 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 no. It, it had something to do with a butt. I, I know that, but the the Eagles just trademarked. It's not tush push. No, it was it was something a brotherly shove. I believe as well. Oh called, wow, that's a good one. I okay, like that. That's one. a good one. brotherly shove. That's yeah, good. There's a lot to hate about the Eagles, but not that. I, I think mean, they've ran it. I saw the stat earlier. They ran it more than anybody by far, and they have 95 percent success rate. Yeah, unbelievable. You know what? I, you know, we we're all talking about to his ass all all uh, off season because he gained weight and was fat. At least I was. I was looking at it. Um, with given the lack of success we've had on third and short and fourth and short, perhaps we take that page directly out of their pay, their playbook and use it against them. What do you think? Yeah, as long as we're, not, we're doing that bullshit fake QB sneak and throw to a flare out, like such a dumb play call and well, bad execution. It, 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 bad execution, yes. Going back, if you do look at that play, if, if they throw the ball to Raheem Mostert, that's a touchdown. Like it was the right call. It was bad execution. But if you're looking to get a first down, then you just run it up the middle. I mean, that's all you have to do. All right, Chris. So we have the bingo card. We talked about what we hated. Let's get into it. Final predictions. Philadelphia Eagles, Miami Dolphins, 5-1 and one for both. This is a Super Bowl preview, if you ask me. The Miami Dolphins need to, in my opinion, beat a good to great team. They have had troubles doing that. This is yet another opportunity on national tv to do that what are your thoughts miami dolphins philadelphia eagles who wins and by how much i think it's gonna be a lower scoring game than we we think uh or expect uh i think it'll be more of a defensive battle than we uh hope for um i think we keep the game close on the road um and i love to be unbiased here because we are five and one and uh the problem is but we have beat a lot of bad teams are the, the remaining five and one teams where by far have the easiest schedule or the lowest amount of wins uh, that opponents have had. Uh, a few of those teams, like the Chargers and the Patriots, I think, are, and the Broncos even, are going to rattle off more wins as the season goes. It's going to up that stat a little bit for us, I believe. Uh, they've had some unlucky games. But, man, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. I want to uh, pick us to win, and I'm, I think I'm going to because I just want to see us win this one. I think Jason Sanders 
does it big, quiets the crowd, and he hits a game winner, 24-21 for, uh, for Miami. Wow. You think Jason Sanders outkicks possibly the best kicker in the NFL and Jake Elliott. You think this comes down to a field goal kicking contest, 24 to 21 Miami Dolphins. I don't see it that way. I think the wide receivers on both of these teams are way too good. The defensive backfield is way too bad uh, in order to keep up with an AJ Brown and or Devontae Smith on their side. And of course, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell on our side. I think both of these quarterbacks, if they get any sort of protection whatsoever, are going to be able to throw this ball all over the place. The difference may be Dallas Goddard at their tight end position versus somebody that we don't really have using a lot in terms of passing Durham Smythe. I see this being a high-scoring game, Chris. I see this going well into the 30s, if not the 40s. Uh, it really depends on a couple of players if they do play like a Lane Johnson, like a Connor Williams on um, whether or not we're going to be successful on the ground. Because I think if the Miami Dolphins can control the ball on the ground with Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., I think we walk away with a victory. If we can't, it's going to be tight. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles may beat us yet again in terms of a good team beating us. But uh, I can't do that on this show. I'll get, I'll be become a cheesesteak myself. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins raising their scoring average yet again week after week, and I got us winning 45. That's right, 45 to 31. 14 points. Wow, wow. Miami Dolphins in Philadelphia on the road on primetime Sunday night football. Big win, big victory. Shuts everybody up. 45-21. That put us on the fucking map, man. Good Lord. That'd be huge. The only thing I worry about getting controlling the run and getting the run game going, they just held Brees Hall to like 53 yards rushing. They have a great defensive front. So yep. it's going to be a battle for sure. DBs are going to be the weak spot for both. And that's where, you know, you got Darius Slay or somebody covering Tyreek Hill. They better have a safety over the top because that's going to be cheated time. No, I, and and I, I think this is going to be a passing offense. But the difference is, I think, you know, I didn't see every snap from that game, but I think the Miami Dolphins, man, they have so much trickeration, so to speak, when it comes to that run game. They disguise things so well. I mean, we had a, we had a, there was a play last week, and I, I think technically it was a shovel pass, Chris, but he's in the pistol, meaning Tua, and he turns around like he's going to hand it on a reverse, but then turns around again. So does a full 360 and shovel passes to Tyreek Hill. It's an insane, like I've never seen that little wrinkle before, but it was so, it got the defense going all one way and then we went the other. I mean, it's just all these things are building on each other. I think we're going to see things that we haven't seen yet. I'm curious as to if we deploy Chase Claypool in this game as well. That Ooh, could be yeah. a little bit of a wrinkle that we haven't seen. Um, I don't know. I'm feeling confident. Every time I feel confident, I get let down. But I feel like eventually it's going to work out, Chris. Yeah, especially when you do that really cool thing with your shoulders. That's really, really neat. Yeah. Fly, probably... eagles fly. This is what an eagle looks like after their wings have been clipped. That, what that's is. what the eagle looks like when you AI mix it with the Dolphins <laughs> logo. It's just a throwing up. <laughs> Like a cat. All right. Well, uh, there you have it. We've got 24-21. Chris Collins prediction, Miami Dolphins over the Philadelphia Eagles. I've got it 45-31. Much high scoring. Either way, the end result, Miami Dolphins win. Philadelphia Eagles lose. Dolphins head to 6-1. and one. I'm looking forward to it, Chris. Anything else you want to say on this very influenza A version of Welcome to Perfectville? Hey, I made it a 30-minute episode, man. Did it all for you guys. Everybody give him his flowers and a Kleenex and then wash your hands because he's gross. Uh, but on behalf Sanitizer of the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, myself, everyone at Believe, as well as BetOnline.ag, the only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Later.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.